Ooh, welcome to Plato's Gravity. I'm Aaron. And I have bitch shoulders. Hmm. Um, Which is not to say that my body is, in fact, not too bootylicious, but my shoulders are bitch. I think you're supposed to sing the lines, not not just mention them from uh, the show. I don't know if you've listened to William Shatner's spoken word album, but uh, I think I can get away with this. Hmm. All right, we will <laughs> not put William Shatner's spoken <laughs> word album in the shows because we don't do them for the Sparge. This is Jason and Aaron. We're here for the Sparge. That's Aaron. I'm Jason. That's that. You guys know who we are yeah. by now. Hopefully, if this is your first episode, just just check one before. Yeah. All right, today we are going to start uh, our Sparge with a beer. It's kind of a special beer for us. It's my Mash of Wonder beer. Uh, For those of you who haven't downloaded our previous episodes, the Mash of Wonder is a homebrewing competition where you roll dice to determine your ingredients. There's lots of ingredients in this beer, but the three kind of oddball ones are vanilla, not that oddball, but cinnamon toast crunch and molasses. So uh, this is an interesting beer. Uh, I'm going to give it a nice smell here. It's very, very sweet. I hoped that it would be a little less sweet, but this is what I brewed, and this is what I'm submitting, so cheers. Well, and as, as as Aaron's taking a drink, normally we like to encourage people to drink the beer along with us. Uh, if you're listening at home and you're like, how am I going to drink your homebrew, Aaron? First off, I, I, say, I suggest that we drink this beer. Second, uh, why not drink your own homebrew that you have made that you are proud of? Or uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email. That's at Plato's Gravity or podcast at Plato's Gravity.com, and I'll send you the recipe. Mm. I don't know if you want to fuck around with Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Molasses, <laughs> but if you do, um, it's a little it's a little tasty. I think uh, the molasses... It's... It's, <laughs> it's not... It's, it's not like 100% tasty. It's a little tasty. Well, I, I think... Honestly, if I send you the recipe, what you should do is you should notch back the molasses by about by about a, a third of what I put mm-hmm. in there because the molasses is the predominant flavor. You can still taste the vanilla and it does have that like cereal-like flavor. Yeah. It's very sweet. Definitely a dessert beer. It's only like four and a half percent because it finished at 1020. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to win the competition, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's an embarrassing beer. So I'm pretty happy with it for you my know, first competition. It's 100% drinkable. Um, it... And my first sip when we started drinking this seemed a little bit more harsh, harsher. I yeah, don't know what the comparative form of that word, whether it's more harsh or harsher. Regardless, the first sip was a little harsher, I thought. But then as I've continued drinking it, um, no, it's still just as good. It's still sweet. Nice. It's got like the rice character from like cereals based on rice. Yeah, it's got some floaties in it, which I think are from the cereal. I'm, I'm considering. I've bottled up three of them. The beers are due uh, in seven days. I'm. I know this is against all things Jason, uh, but beer process ingredients are not off limits. I'm seriously thinking of getting some gelatin uh, from the homebrew shop this week, putting that in there, and then rebottling. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the rubric just came out, and beer process is part of it. So those floaties will probably immediately disqualify me from the victory. Well, and and I guess. Um you do you. Here's here's actually an interesting question though. Like wh- what um what did you learn you think going through this process? Oh, I learned that I either need to have a process to filter uh the beer better. Either so so one, we don't we use Bruno bag, so we don't have a, a false bottom, we don't Vorloff, which is the process of taking the uh cloudy wart from the first runnings and dumping it over the grain bed to make the grain bed turn into a filter. We don't do that. So all these things that promote beer clarity are not things that we do. So gelatin is just a last minute 
fix, but there's other things we could do. I could get a real mash tun with a real false bottom. That would help. Did you mash with the cereal? The cereal was in the mash. Okay, like, uh, what'd you do? Like, flame out mash? Or like- oh, no, no, no. It was in the mash for the duration. Oh. Oh. Damn. I... And, and I, I think that part worked. In terms of flavor, I would do the same thing again. Yeah, it's kind of surprising to me how much of the cereal flavors left over, even after. Uh, do you do a normal sixty or do you do a ninety minute? Sixty. A sixty minute boil, broil. Yeah, sixty minute mash, sixty minute boil. Um, honestly, if the molasses weren't so strong, the cereal I think would be. I, I, I think we put um, just over eight ounces of molasses in a two and a half gallon batch. And I think if you go with like five or six ounces of molasses, you'd have yourself a contender. If I had time, I might brew it again, but I don't. Mm, I like it. So Jason, let's move from some super sweet news. Uh, that is my, I haven't named it yet. Yeah. I, I, th- I guess first off, uh, I kind of wanted to bring up, uh, we should, uh, we're dedicating this episode of the sparge to Bill Coors. Bill Coors, may he uh, rest in peace and thank you for all of his contributions to the beer world. Um, uh, for those who don't know, Bill Coors uh, of the Coors family, Golden, Colorado, um, famous for making terrible beer. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> He's Too soon. famous for making as good a beer as every other uh, domestic brewery at the time. And that's fine. But he also introduced the aluminum can to the beer world, which... All of the beers that we have in the fridge right now, I think probably 95% of them are in aluminum cans. Except the homebrew cans. Right. Mm, bottles. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's most of the beers we have are craft beers. I mean, in a sense, he's responsible for the preferred container for the New England IPA Haze Grays. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily know, at least what I've read thus far, it's mostly about recycling and eliminating litter are the things he introduced into the brewing process. It would have would it have been awesome if he had introduced better tasting beer? Sure, but for what he did introduce, I think that's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're playing golf, there's no better thing than a Coors Light. And uh, I think all you guys uh, listening at home, it's been, uh, it'll have been 10 days or so since we recorded for from when this gets posted. Yeah. Um, but buy yourself a Coors Light in, uh, in, honor, of, uh, in honor of Bill. And, news. Uh, they're not that expensive. They are not, and they are f- they they are in those cans uh, that he created. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's to you, Bill. Cheers. Cheers. We might edit that out and put in another clink, even though we don't like to edit the sparge. Yeah. So if you hear like a really nice clink, but if you hear like a really garbage quiet clink, that's us 100. percent But if it was really nice, that we didn't do. That someone recorded that. Yeah. Um, Our foley artist named Jason. Named Google. <laughs> Uh, so let, let's move on again. One more last cheers to Bill, and then let, let's move on to uh, some some more sad news, but not sad in the in the same way. Yeah. Uh, Brewdog is a brewery that's gotten some run on the show, mostly because we've had some some brewers, uh, some home brewers from across the pond on the show. I've uh, been to the tap room in Edinburgh. Ah, uh, how was it? Uh, it was good. Uh, good bartenders, good beer, good times. Well, apparently they have one upped their edgy motif. Uh, they had a partnership with Scofflaw Brewing, uh, and as a part of that partnership, their uh, their partners put out a press release to I think some 11,000 11, journalists. Um, Scofflaw is is a brewery uh, down in uh, Atlanta, and they are known, and I quote, 
for their trailer trash brewing. Uh, <laughs> the press release reads, the self-disclosed trailer trash brewers are renowned in the States for their lawless attitude and have landed in London today. Their aim? To get a UK beard-up redneck style, completely free of charge. But there is a hook. You have to be a Trump supporter. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, I haven't read... Um, I think this whole event went down maybe three or four weeks ago from the time we're recording this. Uh, sure. It's um, about that. And it was it's something to the effect of they were going to give you free beer if you announced that you were a Trump supporter, which... Is you know what it? I don't care who you support. That's just a. Um, so let, let's let's roll back to the reaction. So, yeah. um, and I, I think it, it kind of unfolded terribly. Um, Brewdog immediately was upset um, with it. They said they didn't know anything about it. They countered and said they were going to send all the Scofflaw beer back to where it came from. Um, which later it was learned that the Scofflaw beer just came from Brewdog, since <laughs> Brewdog is contract brewing for Scofflaw. Uh, so that's a little disingenuous. And then they said, instead of being a Trump supporter, all you would need to get a free pint at the BrewDog breweries during these dates is to say that you were for love and acceptance, um, which in case you don't follow politics, that seems to be a little bit opposite of what Donald Trump is famous for. Um, not so much promoting, but but seems like promoting. And I, I guess I would say that the uh, honestly, free beer, maybe not the best idea, maybe. Um, but I think if you're going to give it away... I do like the idea that you just have to announce that you support love. I think that's quite nice. I mean, I think it's it, it's a nice rebound, but then the skeptics believe that BrewDog and Scofflaw... So, so Scofflaw and BrewDog get together and eventually say that they had a marketing firm called Frank. That's the name of my cat. Yeah, so Jason's cat um, went rogue and they decided that they would throw these two breweries under the bus and release this press release. So sounds like my cat, actually. They, they blame they're blaming Frank for everything. Frank says, Oh, it was just one dude and he's on suspension while we investigate. It's like, well, if he did it, maybe you should just fire him and not just suspend him. Uh, but a lot of people speculate that the whole thing was just a planned publicity stunt uh, from the beginning because in the end no publicity is bad publicity. And it's as Jason true. mentioned, they're giving away beer for love, which seems amazing. So I don't know. I don't think I'm less likely to buy a BrewDog beer. I probably am less likely to buy a Scofflaw beer. So I yeah. Guess. Well, I'm trying to think if I've had. I, for some reason in my I, head, I thought Scofflaw was the. I thought Scofflaw was brewing for BrewDog stateside. I didn't realize BrewDog was brewing for Scofflaw in the UK. I had it mixed up because there is a contract brewery in Ohio, correct? Or is that not contract? Is that just BrewDog? No, BrewDog is in Ohio and then BrewDog is opening tap rooms all over the place. Okay. Um, and then they're also, they have enough capacity that they are helping out smaller breweries like Scofflaw by doing some contract brewing. BrewDog's doing this like become a partner thing and if they get enough partners in any city, they'll say they open a tap room in your city. And I, w- I will say, actually, they just opened up BrewDog. You can buy stock in BrewDog again. It's still privately held. So you can privately buy stock in it. Like, it's a very interesting business model. It's interesting to see how much it has taken off. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how the BrewDog business model ends up. It's not something that anyone's done before. It's very crowdsourcy. It also seems to be, and again, I'm not a, a businessman, nor have I really looked into everything that BrewDog's doing, but it does seem to be a pretty aggressive expansion model. Mm-hmm. Um but I think if you if you get the the crowdsource funds, it's not a terrible idea. Well, I think the uh, the guy actually wrote a book, right? Uh, Brew like a rebel, something or brew like a punk. 
Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I, I think this whole thing is is ridiculous, and it does give me like a few minus points in the brew dog. Uh, world, a lot of minus points for Scofflaw Brewery, but I still want to go to their hotel. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, uh, the thing that keeps us on board with Brewdog is that uh, we've been exposed to the beer. It's good beer. Yeah, good um, beer. I think they made the right decision. Not the right decision. Well, no. I'll say the right decision. Promote love as opposed to either political party or any political party because uh, we don't need to continue this weird gemination of everyone into these categories and you have to support a thing. Let's just support each other. I feel like if I knew that the whole thing was contrived, I would be more harsh, but I don't know that. People just said that because, you know, the internet. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, um, we, we're still going to drink BrewDog beer. I, I do, in, in, a, in a weird way, I kind of, Kind of like how I'm interested to see what it's like to stay at a Trump hotel. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little curious what Scofflaw beer tastes like. Like if you can taste. <laughs> this like, is it. No publicity is bad publicity. Now Jason's going to drive to Atlanta I'm to a, buy their beer. I'm a little curious what bigotry tastes like. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like I don't. And I honestly, I don't think that necessarily supporting Trump makes you a bigot. Uh, I don't want to give that impression at all. I think it's a dumb thing to use beer as a political platform. Do you Although, th- do you think they have an amber an amber neck ale? <laughs> and I, I should also say that rednecks are in fact my people, right? I grew up in rural Indiana. Like those are I'm not a one of them, I'm from them, so like I I get it. I guess I know where they're coming from. I mean, we're in Indiana. Like all of us are related to a redneck. <laughs> That's a very good point. Like it's it's true. I love my brother to death, but he's Man, all of it. He doesn't even. He doesn't even actually have a redneck. He has a. He's, he works inside now. Oh, he's a, he's a mechanic. Good one. Good mechanic. Trust him. Yeah. Well, we uh, we'll we'll end the show not talking about the the brew dog Trump love tobacco, <laughs> uh, but just come I'm back. Not, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stay at it. At a Trump hotel, or maybe I will. We'll, I'll surprise you. What Listen if Trump in invests week? in Brewdog? What if he becomes one of those like Brewdog supporter dudes, so that they have like a Brewdog in Washington D.C.? What if I'm Donald Trump? Um, You've never seen us in the same place at the same time. You never do tell us your name it at the could beginning. Be it could be like a Superman situation, except like the op, like more like Bizarro, where it's this weird deformed version. If we weren't actually in the same location, like you would have to for us to sound as good as we do. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> you you would have to record on your side, and I would have to record on my side, and that's a pain in the ass, and I probably wouldn't put up with it. Yeah, that's that's fair. But anyway, let's. Uh, w- w- I-, I just want to come back uh, to the passing of Bill Coors and say, you know. Uh, Love your loved ones. Cheers to those who have gone from us, and thank you to everything that people have done for us. I was going to go for like a touching thing, and I failed. Well, I I uh, agree wholeheartedly. Here's to everyone in the brewing industry who has pushed things forward in some way, whether it's aluminum cans or it's free beer for love. All right. I, I think Jason kind of saved it there. We will see you guys next week with a special guest, Tyler Poling, and a really cool beer, Dark Lord, on the show. In the meantime, play a little golf, drink a Coors Light, brew some beer, and have some fun. Bye.